Hi everyone, I'm Michael and I'm here with my good friend Chris and this is the first edition of the Slip Disc Podcast. Uh, the podcast came about as uh, just an idea and of something that we don't really hear a lot about in terms of community sports, rec sports, uh, those sports that are a little bit more out there and activities that uh, a little more out there that you don't kind of hear about on the usual channels and some interesting stuff that's international that haven't crossed the waters to get to our borders yet perhaps um, or haven't grown enough that it's commonplace here. So um, this is our first episode and our first go at this and we're looking forward to kind of growing and and establishing a bit more as we go along. Um, to start though, uh, you know, I, uh, I'll, I'll ask Chris to kind of just uh, say hi and we'll chat a little bit about what's been going on this week. So Chris, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, I hope that uh, well, we're going to be talking about rec league sports. I think I asked the audience's forgiveness that this is rec league podcasting here. So, you know, but the same <laughs> level of uh, professionalism uh, in your, in this podcast as you get from your, you know, your, you know, Thursday night hockey game. Um yeah, I'm doing well. I'm really excited for this. I think that there's a whole world out there and there's a whole culture out there that uh, people want to talk about and how it's changed over the years and what it does and how it impacts our communities is, is really exciting. So I, I'm excited to talk about this stuff. And like my background is, you know, I, Mike called me and said, hey, we, we should do this podcast. I said, well, I don't know anything about rec league sports. And, until he pointed out that, like, well, you curl, don't you? And, you know, spoiler alert, I'm an avid curler, so there may be some curling talk in this thing. Um, and, you know, you're in a league and you're on a board and all that correctly. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. And this summer I'm joining a lawn bowling league. So, you know, there's there's another one. And, you know, Mike's, I'm in charge of the, you know, the not cool sports and Mike's in charge of the cool sports. So you're, you're gonna try and tell me that lawn bowling doesn't doesn't classify in the the cool sport leagues? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I think the biggest problem is the park it's done in isn't licensed, so it's not yet cool. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm 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 pumped to do this, and like every week we're we're gonna try and talk about some fun things and talk about some ideas and some concepts and some sports that you may have heard of or you may haven't have heard of, or you know, bring some more information to light. Well, I'm excited about it, and uh, without further ado, let's get a little bit more into it. So this week, we uh, most of our episodes will be kind of focused in three areas, um, and this week we're looking at how rec leagues build communities. Um, we're looking at a funny U.S. state fair contest, and we'll be looking at some uh, interesting sport out of Ireland um, a little bit down the, uh, the road. So, um, so getting into it. We were we were having a bit of a conversation uh, before we officially kind of started recording our first session here about rec leagues and what they do for communities. Um, so Chris, if you wanted to pick up again, kind of where you were saying your, your thoughts on that, kind of take it from there. Well, I, I think it's fascinating that rec leagues are like some of the most organic human activities out there. And what I mean by that is there's no official body that starts a rec league. Sure, it, they get established and they're around for a long time. They create associations and whatnot. But essentially, rec leagues start in the purest form 
of a group of people wanting to get together to socialize and play a sport that they enjoy. And rec league sports, no matter what, no matter how big they get, uh, they maintain those roots at the, the neighborhood get together or the community facility or whatever, where it's run by volunteers and they're all doing this in their off time to create a great experience and, you know, something to do. And I, I don't know if it's, you know, some altruistic and oh, maybe I'll ask, like, I don't know what you think, Mike, but if it's whether it's altruistic community building or just a, a way to get out of the house that inspires them. <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. Uh, I think I think it started from, um, you know, wh whether it goes back to, uh, quite frankly, the men trying to get out of that uh, and, and doing something uh, w way back when, 100 years ago uh, or so. Um, but I think it also, get, they needed to find ways to allow adults and youth together to come together to try things. You know, sport has always been very center of our societies, um, in my opinion, anyways, when you look at, even when we were, went through the pandemic, even at the peak of it all, sport was still kind of happening and people were still able to kind of come together for sport and find a way to enjoy it and root together and laugh about it. And, you know, I still remember all the memes online about uh, day number 70 without, without hockey went to the zoo to, la to tell the zebras they were no good. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, it was still found a way to, to bring it all together. A, a question that I was sort of thinking about was, what makes a sport rec league? Like, at what point is it rec league? What is the threshold for it now being, you know, an organized sport? Like, I don't, I don't think that me having some guys over in my basement to throw darts is rec league sports, but... You go to any Legion Hall on a Tuesday night, and you will find some rec league dark. I think I think there's got to, I think where it becomes a league is structure. You're right. You're a bunch of buddies getting together, whether it's to play darts in your basement or everyone throw in twenty bucks and rent the ice for an hour to play some pickup hockey, or go and throw the baseball on the field. That's just people having fun together. There's no structure, you know. You know, I remember growing up and playing in the, the diamond next to my house and we had ghost runners because we didn't have enough people to play a full game. So we had someone pretending they were on the base and, and things like that. That was just activity and having fun. I think as soon as you put structure behind it, it becomes an official league. But the rec piece stands there because it's still just for fun, right? If I, I remember you know, playing adult hockey I, as a goalie, I so rarely ever felt the competition level. I showed up 10 minutes before the game and it, you know, I, if I let in a bad goal, I laughed with my teammates on the ice about it. It was about the connection. It you never did about, that though, right? You never, never perfect. Snack, best right? goalie ever. <laughs> uh, and if we can edit the part out that I ever let in a bad goal, um, <laughs> but it was about the connections about what was still happening, the social piece, all of that. But the, the sport took, form and I believe became official as a, as a, as a league when structure got in place, when there were divisions, where their points were tracked, where there were a playoff series. So there is still, I think anyone that plays any form of sport still has a bit of competitive edge in them because they want to win, but that, that's not the number one piece for it. 
I think it goes back to about connection, about community building. I mean, I don't know how many jobs or clients or other pieces that have come out of rec sports just by going to the arena and getting to know your teammates and new friends, new family members, all that kind of stuff uh, come out of those pieces. Yeah. I think the new friends part of it is, is it's really important, right? Like I moved to Toronto 10 years ago now. And, you know, when you move to a new city, other than work friends, because I moved for work, didn't really have any connection until I joined the rec curling league. And that's where I found new friends. That's where I found new communities. So I think once these things are established, like, you know, you move to a town, you go, okay, I'll find, I play hockey. I'll, I'll find the local hockey or the local baseball or whatever it is. And there's always one in every town. So like, this is, this is the interesting element. And I think where we're going to get in this podcast, is uh, it doesn't matter, you know, whether it's a sport that everyone has seen, like the local hockey league, or if it's something, you know, no one has heard of, um, like, you know, bocce, bocce ball or pickleball, or those are pretty popular now, or, mm-hmm. or darts or those types of things. Uh, I think we're going to talk about that and, and explore it. And, you know, people are interested in the rec leagues out there and the social social structure behind it you know, I, I think it'd be a pretty interesting podcast well and, and just to go back to the friendship piece you know we we put kids in sports for a variety of reasons uh, to teach them teamwork and build confidence how to be winners how to be losers uh, you know there's the one in a million chance that they become a pro at that sport or things no, like no, that. No, no, they, not every kid I know is about to become a left-handed reliever for the Blue Jays Listen, like I still believe I am don't get me wrong <laughs> um, but for adults when it gets into those those adult rec leagues it's even more difficult to your point you move to a new city you had your family you had the the ones closest to you your whether it was your coworkers or um, if you were with someone at the time, you go to a new place, those places, those sports are, are opportunities to go in and build those new connections. And it's so much harder for adults to make those new connections just because our lives don't allow it often because of our schedules, because we have other things. So when you have those opportunities to go and do something that you really enjoy and make new human connections, there's such an added benefit to the health, yes, you're going and you're exercising, you're playing a sport you love, you're doing an activity you love, but the emotional, the cultural, all of the mental health benefits that you get from being able to go and meet new people, um, that's not always a good thing having to meet new people, don't get me wrong, <laughs> uh, but it, it's, it opens you up to that community and it gives you that, that, that opportunity to do those things because it's, it can be a really big challenge for a lot of adults to come out of their comfort zone and just go up to someone and say, hi, I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. But when you're shoved in a locker room, when you're on a field, you just, it just naturally happens and you get to build those connections, you know, and it comes down to at the end of the day, it's about that social piece, at least for me, like I'm sure for you when you're out curling, it's not who won as much as who has to buy the beers. <laughs> well, right. I think we're gonna, yeah, I, I think we're gonna get into because I think we've all met that guy in rec league who takes it way too seriously. Oh, I always say there's always one per team. <laughs> every every team has one that still thinks the scouts are in the stands. That that still goes way too hard and doesn't get where they are. Again, 
competitive is great. I'm still competitive. That's why I still do these things. But I, if I don't win, I don't, you know, I'm not losing my job. I'm not losing a contract. I'm, it's about the opportunity to go out there and do the thing that I love doing and having fun doing it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then there's, there's even a, like a economic benefit behind it too. When you look around, around those benefits for the community. So yeah, we talk about the drinks, the dinners, those are supporting local businesses. Those are going to local restaurants, local bars and on a Tuesday night when it would otherwise be dead and the league, those, those local rec leagues are going out and, and 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 patron being patrons at those, at those venues. And there's the tournaments and the special events Mm -hmm. and the, it it all creates investment. And I think you're right. There's a number of restaurants out there that have a particularly, you know, bars or, pubs or that type of stuff, if they had to rely on only their weekend income, it'd be a lot harder to go than if they had, you know, have the, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night rec league coming in. And, and even just back into the community building. So again, when you look at certain communities, depending on, on where you are, bigger, bigger centers are, are less of an issue, but when you look at smaller centers, they need these other leagues and organizations utilizing the facilities to keep the funds coming through to invest back into those community centers so that the rest of the community can benefit because I'm renting ice at a local rink once a week, it would otherwise sit empty and cost them money every day. So therefore it's allowing the venue to, to get money, stay open so that those youth groups, the community groups, the summer or the birthday parties or whatever else it is can still occur. And there's a center for that community to come in. So there's all those, you know, arm lengths benefits from from the rec sports that often aren't thought about it is often thought about of just a bunch of adults going out to drink that's really what's often comes yeah. down to you, well, you know there's, there's that gonna be off. that guy there's gonna yeah. be that guy who listens to us and you know from now on tells his family he's no longer going out to beer league or whatever he's going to build community yes and and, and he'll be back when the community has been built um, honey, I, I have to go. I have to go more, honey. I have to go more. The community needs me. This is not an endorsement to spend the day at the bar, people. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I think it's it, rec sports have been a big part of my life, um, and and it would without them, they have been a mental health outlet. They have been a physical outlet. Um, I'm not a guy to go to the gym, uh, and those that know me know that I carry the body of a guy that doesn't go to the gym. Um, but the ability to go on the ice, put, get on a field, a court, whatever it may be, that's where I like to get, stay physical, stay healthy, mentally, physically. Um, they're, they're huge to those pieces of it. <laughs> All right. Well, if, uh, if you're interested in what we have to say, I hope you, you know, listen to us and, Come back to our next podcast. Uh, I think both Mike and I are going to have a lot more to say on this, but we, we, we have a rule trying to keep it on time. So uh, we got to go on to our next topic, Mike. Thank you for keeping me in line on that because, yes, I will keep talking. I will keep talking. Uh, so as I mentioned off the top, we'll have a few different areas through the podcast, and, and one of those is a little bit of a lighter uh, topic. We, we, we look out into the world to find something that's funny, that's interesting, and this this week takes us to Iowa for their state fair and the husband calling contest. I just want to start by sharing some audio clips for those that haven't had the ability to enjoy 
what husband calling contest is. So this is clip number one. Uh, this is at the 2021 Iowa State Fair. So I'll uh, just play this one for you. Get over here! Did you put the dish in the dishwasher or put it in the sink? Will you help me with the baby? Jared! So that was Jared's wife. And here's another one for you. Again, 2021 State Fair. Randy! So that's a husband calling contest. Uh, so, like I, I have to think this started as, you know, a husband insulting his wife after she called him. You, you know, you're, 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 you're so loud at that. You could win a contest. And just out of spite, the wife must've started this contest. Like I have to think otherwise, how else does somebody decide, you, you know, what would be a great contest to listen to husband calling. Well, and and this and like they take it seriously. Like it is, it is not. I, I watch some more clips and interviews of these and of these women, and they take it seriously. It is not lighthearted. But all of this is they win. They win a, a five dollars. They win five dollars, but it's about the title for them that says, "I am the best at this." The first clip I sh I, I played, Jared's wife. Like it was just like. That's just angry. And, just, <laughs> and then the other one, I'd be scared. The Randy yeah. one, she calling like animals to come to the house. Like, what is happening? And people sit in this giant room or, or you know, barn and listen to this. It got to a point where a previous winner got brought on to the Kelly Clarkson show as, as a guest. Like, are we running out of ideas for state fair contests? Like, yeah, the 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 who's going to attend this is the is the interesting part. I, I guess there's 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 a sport for anything, but uh, you know, I, I just can't. Well, maybe I can. I can see myself turning to my wife and say, you know what, we're going to do this weekend. We're going to go and listen to the state championship for husband calling. And uh, yeah, I don't know how that would go. Just don't write any ideas down. It's, okay. and, and it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to go down this road, but it's borderline so sexist as well. Like all these men and women just sit there and listening to how their women bellow for them around the house. And some of them are just complaining, like, have you done this? Like it's, it's so bad and it's uncomfortable to listen to. Yeah. I, I don't quite I, understand. I, anyways, I don't know. But if, but, listen, uh, if you're uh if you want to check this out, you can. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Husband calling competitions. Uh, if you're looking for some inspiration, or you know your your, your husband or partner, you know as my dad used to say works in the back forty, uh, and you need to bring him in for dinner. I'm sure you can find the inspiration here. Um, but this is just yet another example of you know the weird world of rec league sports. It's not just you know the hockey. It's the it's the husband calling too. Uh, so what do we got next, Mike? So next we're going to jump across the pond and we're going to look at something that hasn't really hit our, our waters uh, really that big uh, at a very 
old official uh, Irish sport called hurling. So, Chris, what do you know about hurling? Uh, I know very little about hurling other than I think it was a sport that started as competitive murder and they just dialed it back like two steps. So it's, you know, officially it's like this mix of field hockey, rugby, lacrosse, football, and polo. So they've got these like weird paddles that they can carry the ball with, but they can only take a few steps with it and they have to bounce it. So it's this weird combination. And, but they are swinging this stick. It almost looks like a bit of a, a, a cricket paddle and with a bit of a hook on it. Like it's, a, it's this weird mix of, of sports. And these guys are going full tilt into each other and swinging this stick right into each other's heads, trying to score a point. Oh, yeah. There's um, got to be more concussions in this than there's in rugby. Concussions if you're lucky. Yeah, like it is an intense, fast-moving game, uh, and I I saw some old clips. I watched some old clips of it, and the the refs or umpires, I don't know what they're called, uh, used to look like butchers or or like standing out in the field. They all had long white coats. I don't I don't know why. Now it now the the sport in Ireland has really converted to more look looks a lot more professional. They all have proper uniforms and all this, but it's this intense like just beating the hell out of each other's sport. And it's like Irish. The, the athleticism on these players, like they've got to be in better shape. Like they got to make like even hockey players look like budgy, like the shape these guys are in. It's terrifying. It's nuts. It's nuts. And when you, you know, when you hear hurling, you're not thinking I'm running with a paddle and hitting a ball. At least I didn't. I was thinking more the throwing of something and more official in the name. But I, if you're, you know, you got a strong stomach and you like these intense sports, look up hurling and watch the video clips. Now, there are some leagues in Canada, but it hasn't really taken off. You see a lot of other smaller sports that have really grown over the years. Um, uh, and, and like cricket, even in Canada, has taken off drastically. But this hasn't, I didn't even know it existed until we kind of started looking into, into different topics and stuff like that. And these guys are nuts and I would not, I, you know, I'm a goalie in hockey and people say I'm crazy. <laughs> you couldn't give me enough equipment to get on the field with these guys. And they don't wear helmets. They don't wear masks. Most of them, they are just out there free running with sticks swinging at their heads. It is so, an insane sport. And, and just to make it clear, this is not like, this isn't like I've been calling like some small league sport. There are six divisions in Ireland to this sport. It is professional, it is serious, and like there are teams up and down the country. I don't know how this hasn't broken out of Ireland other than you may need to consume a whole lot of Guinness or Jameson to, uh, you know, actually want to participate in this sport. But there are like mass, this is a massive league. And, you know, you, you can look this up. And I think I think our podcast for every one of these international sports we find we're going to have to pick teams to cheer for uh, because you, you can't really get behind the sport without like a team to cheer for. And we'll have to look at this and, and pick whether it be, you know, Clare, Cork, uh, Westmeath or Wexford or any one of the other <laughs> dozen or so teams in Division One alone 
Um, but that I think for next week, we're going to have to come back with our, uh, our, our chosen hurling team. Start doing like a fantasy hurling week. I, I am sure they're like, this sport is fascinating. There's millions of dollars in it in Ireland. And, uh, you know, because of this podcast, it's only a matter of time before it takes off in Canada. Yeah, we are the official launching pad. Yeah. Of, of hurling in of Canada. Hurling. Of hurling. <laughs> Do you hear that Gaelic games? I want you to pay attention. Yeah, you owe we, us. You owe us. Like, just absolutely yeah, crazy sport. All right. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I think that's a that's a pretty good start, uh, Mike. We we talked a little bit about what we're about, and uh, we hope uh, some people out there are just as interested in it as us. Otherwise, it's just you know you and me echoing in the corner. But let's be honest, that's us on any given Tuesday. So yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, we're gonna try and do this every week. I come to you with uh, a little more talk about rec league sports and, uh, you know, specific sports and specific rec leagues and those types of things that are going on across Canada. And we're going to try and find some more funny moments like the, the, the husband calling that's out there. So if you have any ideas, feel free to send them to us. And, uh, and yeah, international around the world sports, and, you know, picking our hurling teams and hopefully, hopefully they go all the way this year. Um, that's the, uh, that's what you can expect here at Slip Disc. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Mike, you got any closing words? Nope. Looking forward to doing this, Chris. I think uh, it was a good week one. And uh, this is Mike. That was Chris. This was Slip Disc. Looking forward to chatting with you all next week. Mm-hmm.